Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I'm your host tonight. I'm with John Merrick, my good friend and colleague, as you all know. We have no Bobby, Bobby list tonight, which is probably a good thing. Bobby free. Bobby free. Sometimes you just need to be free of some Bobby. Let's just be real. Uh, but let's dive into DFS tonight. This is our DFS one. Um, hopefully uh, a lot of you got a chance to participate in our, really our league, I guess you'd call it last week and uh, pay attention and listen to some of our stuff. So, First of all, John, congratulations. You were the winner, uh, 138 points uh, last week. Um, so way to take it down. A K-Walt 14 with a very close second place. Do you know how much he lost you by? Was it like 0. 0.3? 0. 0.26. Yep. <laughs> so he was right there, man. He was very close. Uh, but congratulations to you. Good luck to everybody else next week uh, as we kind of go in. So let's dive right in, John, let's get right into this. Who do you got this week? Who do you like? So one stack I like this week, I think I, there's a lot of wide receivers, high end wide receivers. I really want to go with this week. So I think this week, a stack I really like is either playing Cam Newton on his own or playing Cam Newton with CMC. Um, just because Cam's at 5,600, they're playing Miami. I think it's probably projecting to be a lower pace game, but I think with Cam under center, he tends to speed things up. He, I think he likes to play a little bit more, um, kind of no huddle, keep the momentum going. I think he could have kind of another game where he um, steals a rushing touchdown, gets get some good yardage on the ground to give him that good value. And at 5,600, it, he really doesn't need to get that far um, points wise to uh, bring back the value at that number, especially yeah. at quarterback. I really like that stack, John. Like I, the, I like the stack. I don't like cam by himself, um, but I do <clears throat> like that stack. Cause if you're going to go with CMC, you have to have somebody cheap at quarterback, really, because he's just so expensive. Yeah, um, but I think, yeah, I like I think the, way, the way I would look at it is if you're, if you're going, like if you're thinking of a Tom Brady double stack, then yeah. if you just – it's hard to do a Tom Brady double stack because you're pairing an expensive quarterback who's 2,000 more than Cam with expensive wide receivers. So if you take out Cam, or if you take out Brady sub for Cam, you save 2,000, and then you could still do the stack of wide receivers or wide receiver and tight end for Tampa Bay and then have a bring back um, of maybe a Pittman where you yeah. can't, you probably can't 
have that in your have that kind of big stack in your lineup with Brady. Um, Cam just kind of gives you that flexibility, and maybe Cam scores less than Brady by a little bit, but I think it might not be that far. I think you kind of have him, you kind of have Cam in naked so that you can do um, kind of stacks of wide receivers or a stack of a game um, without that. Yeah, no, I do. I like the idea. So I actually like a a, a number of uh, just stacks and just opportunities. The reason why, though, is because of what you said earlier. The I like a lot of high. So this week is is tough for me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one um, that uh, is probably gonna have a little bit of lower ownership, in my opinion. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, John. Here. Um, but my stack for the week is actually Justin Herbert. Um, I like him being stacked with, honestly, it's, it's tough. Williams is the best price to stack with. Um, I, I think just overall 5,700 for him is, is probably a reasonable, if not reasonable, but a fairly good price. But I also kind of like, and, and it's, it's almost similar to what you have with CMC, um, I like stacking a little bit with Eckler as well. Uh, the reason why in this particular case, I know John doesn't like stacking running backs typically, but in this case, um, Eckler gets a n- pretty good handful of receptions. So there's still a good chance. I mean, even last week, what do you have? Two touchdowns receiving. So, so he's going to get some receiving touchdowns for you, which is just going to add to the overall total, right? Um, but he's also going to, you know, you're going to get basically every bit of the Chargers scoring, period. Now, they're playing Denver coming off of a bye, who's got a pretty decent defense. But I part of the reason why I'm picking them in this game in particular is because I've been so wrong, and we've been so wrong, about the games that are supposed to be higher scoring these last few weeks. <laughs> we keep picking these duds. Well, we got, <laughs> like, we got Minnesota Green Bay right last week. Well, yeah, but we – Everybody probably got Kansas, uh, Kansas City Dallas wrong. I mean, that was no because I I went against I went against Dallas and Kansas City and all of my teams because I thought that would be more low scoring and yeah. and we can <clears throat> we can talk about that later. But Kansas City defense has been on a historical run in the second half of the last five weeks. Well, that's good. We can definitely talk about that later. But anyway, so this is a a, a game where. Uh, again, I think with the way that the Chargers have just been playing and scoring, and, and I'm going to give you some scores here to give you the idea of what I'm talking about. Um, last week was 41 to 37 against Pittsburgh, and they pretty much dominated that game. And then Pittsburgh just showed up out of nowhere in like the end of the third quarter, early fourth, and put up a sh- ton of points. 20 to 27 against Minnesota, 27 24, 27 24, um, 6 to 34. They gave up 34 points. Uh, in that game, then 47-42. I mean, these are really high-scoring games. Um, and, and so I just, again, I feel like that that particular team, not necessarily the game, and if you're looking at Denver, there's some comebacks that are fairly inexpensive that you could absolutely go with. Um, and it's an afternoon game, which is always a plus as well. So that's one stack that I do like. Uh, and I really think you can go a lot of different directions with it. It just depends, depends on your price. Uh, Eckler, Allen, and uh, Williams are all uh, ones that I would go with. And if you want the double stack, um, a guy that's played fairly well uh, as of late, I think I've told you all before that double stacks, I do like to use a tight end, uh, but 2700 for Donald Parham 
I mean, he's getting five or so targets uh, these last couple of games, a couple, uh, three or four catches, uh, two of the last uh, three games. So he's getting some action. And at 2,700, you only need about nine points uh, to really be on par with what you need. So, again, just, just some ideas, some thoughts, some, some a, a different kind of more unique uh, position and place that I like for this week in my stack. Uh, John, what do you got for QBs? Who do you like? Well, I, I mean, I think my number one QB that I'm going to have on, the, on my team is Cam. I think after that, I think another low guy I like is Garoppolo going against Minnesota. Okay. Um, I just think we've seen Minnesota just struggle on defense in most of the games. Um, I think that could be. I think that could be another one of the higher scoring games of the week. Um, on the road, I think Minnesota's defense will struggle, and then I think that will cause them to air out the ball a lot. Um, well, and I, and the shiftiness of like Debo and Ayuk, I feel like that's not going to be Minnesota's strong suit. You know, those guys yeah, are a little and, quicker, flatter uh, type re- receivers, short passes, and you know. You know yeah, like, and I think this week I just favor the cheaper. I think I usually have been going more expensive at quarterback. I think this week I'm tending to go cheaper at quarterback. Um, I think the Rams Green Bay game will probably be have really high ownership. Yep. Um, which will co- probably cause me to shy away from them more. And I think Brady and the Bucks will have really high ownership. I think those will probably be the two um, games with highest higher ownership. Um, so I think that will kind of bring me towards the cheaper side. Um, I think even um, Kirk at 63 or Burrow at 62 is interesting too. Yeah, I mean, you just touched on one, one or two of the guys that I, I had. I mean, Kirk and Burrow, I think on most weeks, Burrow is somebody that I like to talk about. And Pittsburgh is 30th in DraftKings against a quarterback. So you'd think that could be a decent game for him. Um but I like Kirk, too. He was one I almost t- mentioned in a stack, but I didn't because I didn't want to sound like a homer because <laughs> I definitely would have uh, after last week's win. Um, I do want to mention something real quick on the Stafford Rodgers uh, and the L.A. Rams versus the Green Bay Packers. I think that would be a great game to watch. Uh, personally, I think it would be a, f- a lot of fun. That could be something similar to what we saw last week with the Vikings, or it could be something similar to what we saw last week with Dallas, Kansas City. Like Both teams have decent defenses that can show up and be really good. Then both teams also have like explosive offenses with wide receivers that can score a shit ton of points. So it's, it's such an in-between game for me. I'm shying away from that game, at least on the quarterback and stacking side for that reason. I mean, especially just a real quick stat for people other than what Minnesota was able to do against green Bay last week, green Bay has absolutely shut down quarterbacks. The last, like, three weeks, they've played, like, Russell Wilson, who for the first time ever got shut out in his career. Um, I think I saw something with uh, – they also played against uh, – oh, shoot. Uh, why is his name drawing a blank to me? Holy cow. Anyway, they played against some good quarterbacks and, and have shut them down and done pretty well against them these last few weeks. Um, and that's something to just be aware of. So Yeah, um, I think I'll, for that, you just want to watch – for that game, you just want to watch Green Bay's injury report to see if any of their um, – guys on defense are coming back because I think that really hurt them last week. Yeah, I agree with that. And one last thing, one last player on the cheaper side that I would, and you know, I might make a team with is Mac Jones. 
Um, so New England there playing against Tennessee. Tennessee is uh, 28th against the pass. Uh, and he's had some fairly good weeks these last few weeks. They don't pass it quite as often, but I get a vibe that this is one of those games where they might be behind a little bit or at least be in a tighter match. So they might have to throw the ball a little bit. So uh, just another guy to maybe look at. Uh, what about running backs, John? Who do you like? So this week, I think if I'm not um... – I think other than CMC, I might be shying away from the other high-end guys. Um, Taylor has a tough matchup against uh, Tampa Bay this week, so I don't see him kind of producing how he did last week unless he uh, unless he gets that through the air, which is a possibility. Um, but I think this week, someone I like targeting at the price is Barkley now that he's back at 6300 Okay. Um, Philadelphia is not strong against the run. So I think New York will just kind of try to try to slow down Hertz and try to get Barkley a lot more involved. Um, and he just has that really high ceiling that you'd love to see at 6,300. And then another guy I like based on kind of the situation and the matchup is, I guess I'll give you it to either David Johnson or Burkhead. Okay. Now that yeah. Lindsay's out of the picture, I think they they combined. I think had over thirty carries last week, um, and then Tarad stole two touchdowns away from them. So I think if either of them could kind of get those two touchdowns back, one of them, both Johnson's at forty five, I think Burkhead's at forty two forty three. So I think with the idea that I want to go high at wide receiver this week, I love having one of those two guys in my lineup because they yeah. really only need – if they get you double-digit points, then you're pretty happy with where they're at. Yeah. I want to mention uh, uh, really three guys just real briefly on this one because I agree with you on a lot of what you said there too. A lot of – you know, there's some value that's out there for sure. One guy that uh, you didn't mention that I do like this week, uh, he's been really – uh, featured in, in pretty much the only offense that the team is able to produce for the last number of weeks, uh, and that is James Robinson for Jacksonville. Good matchup against Atlanta. Um, so, he, you know, they're at home, should have a decent matchup, and, and hopefully has a good week. Uh, he's somebody $6,200. I think it's a fairly good price for him. Uh, another guy, uh, and I'm just going to make a quick point so everybody can know it, I mentioned the L.A. Chargers game. The guy that I have on the comeback there or potential comeback there is uh, one of them is Melvin Gordon. Um, now, the reason why I'm saying Gordon and not Javante Williams, um, and this is something that's – it's a difficult choice and it's kind of hard to see the trends of who's going to be the guy who's not. Um, but just real quick, Melvin Gordon's got seven touchdowns to Javante Williams' is two. Um, so if you're going to go with the guy, he's 5300 bucks. Um, so you need about 12 to 15 points to really get some value out of him. Uh, and he's gotten a touchdown every week the last three weeks. So pretty consistent. He's gotten, you know, 10 carries, 21 carries, nine carries. Uh, and he still is involved in the passing game, 21, reception, 21 receptions on the year, as opposed to Devante. A lot of people thought he'd be the, the wide receiving kind of back for a good bit. And he's had 24. So it's not like it's been that big of a difference. They do kind of – you know, spread them out a little bit as far as just how they're played during the game. But Gordon, again, with seven touchdowns uh, and three straight games with a touchdown just seems more like the consistent guy. Um, so that's where I have uh, uh, for them. 
Um, and I think that was, I said three, didn't I? Who was the last one? Oh, uh, the higher price guy that I know you said you kind of shy away from other than maybe McCaffrey uh, at the top end. Um, a guy that I like at the top end, um, just because of consistency, is Joe Mixon. So Mixon is like averaging 18.9 points a game. He's 7,500. 7, so you need about 21 points from him, maybe 22, 23 to really get some value out of him. And he's had the last three weeks have been 27, 28, 25. And then it, a bad week against Baltimore, but before that, 26 against Detroit. So just very, very consistent, uh, involved in, in almost every asset of the game or every aspect of the game. Um, he's had a couple of games this season with five catches. So that's another guy like at a different, uh, you know, a little bit higher price point. Yeah, and I think with all, all the Cincinnati players, I think I'm playing them based on the injury report for Pittsburgh. I think the Chargers lit them up last week when they were a bit shorthanded. So I think if they if their injury report's still looking bad, then I think I, I'll probably have a couple teams that are heavy on uh, Bengals. Yeah, makes sense. All right, wide receivers. I know you said you have a, a higher price guys you like. So who do you like? Yeah, I like for especially when I'm going my cam team, I like to have the either Jefferson and Debo or Jefferson and Ayuk on a team. Um, I think that especially seeing Minnesota the last few weeks, they just love targeting Jefferson. He's had um, over 10 receptions the last two weeks. I think they've seen that that's kind of their winning com- their winning um, game plan. After, you know, the two prior games before that, he had five and four, um, and they lost both of those games. So I think that they're – I think Minnesota's just going to be throwing it to Jefferson all day for the rest of the season. I think Ayuk's I finally, you know, giving you return on what we were hoping he would be in the preseason. And then same with Debo. I think Minnesota is just going to struggle, especially if they're lining Debo up in the backfield again, kind of playing that Patterson role. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a long week for them. Uh, you're going to have to, and, it's, it's probably going to be a shootout. I mean, that's a good point. That might be a game to target as well, but keep going. Yeah. Then for, um, some kind of mid-tier guys. I think Elijah Moore, he's starting to get into that price range at 5,600 where you don't feel as good about him. But I think he, the last two weeks, he's had, or really the last five games, he's had over six targets every game. The high being 11 targets last week. Um, Wilson's coming back. So I guess the only, the thing you could be concerned is he really didn't have that grip chemistry with Wilson. So it'll be interesting to see if, um, He'll have if he will have that with Wilson coming back this week, or if it goes back to Corey Davis. Um, so I think either of those guys could be an interesting bet. And then I, um, I think kind of the Cincinnati receivers, depending on how the injury situation, I think Jamar Chase at 7,300 is a really good price. Yeah, but that's that's kind of who I'm targeting. I'm trying to look for what games are kind of lower in the over under compared to green Bay 
LA and Tampa Bay Indy that I think could outscore either of those games. Yeah. And here's the thing with wide receivers this week. I know we've mentioned that uh, we have some guys that we like a little higher price. It's hard to find somebody that is lower priced that's going to give you the value, right? At so wide like, receiver, yeah. At wide receiver. So, like, there's one guy that, that I've kind of seen that could maybe be that person only because of pure, like, volume of that he's been getting since he's been healthy, uh, and that's Jamison Crowder. So he's not a touchdown guy, uh, and I wouldn't look at him that way. He's 4700 so he's probably the cheapest – they're going to find that can really at least get you a consistent return. But he's had, you know, not this is his targets, nine, six, six, nine, seven, five, seven. So he's getting you targets. He's turned those into catches, 49 targets on the year, 37 catches overall. So he's he scored two touchdowns on the year. So it's not like he's not a bad option. Matchup is great. I mean, Houston's not been good against a whole lot of people at all this year. Um, so he's somebody – but. Next to Davis, uh, Corey Davis, just like you said, forty eight hundred. So it's it's kind yeah, of a, go, a give and take. I'd go Davis every time with Wilson coming back because I just think Dave. I think Crowder. I, I could well, Crowder see Crowder. I could see Crowder. The hard part is, yeah, but I could see Crowder outscoring Davis in a yeah. week. But I don't see Crowder, you know, having a twenty five point game. Yeah, which yeah. I think Davis could get to. Right, and another so another guy, and I'm just trying to. John's already focused on the guys that are are, are really you know worth a good bit. Uh, another guy uh, that's kind of at that same price point is somebody to consider maybe is Van Jefferson. Again, if you're looking at targets, seven, seven, six, seven. That's the last four games. No, OBJ is there. Didn't show up much last week, um, but with uh, Robert Woods out, Van Jefferson being you know the f- next guy say depth chart understands the route tree at this point in this season because OBJ, although route trees aren't all that different in the NFL, it's still a new offense that he has to learn. So this could be maybe the last or maybe one other week where Van Jefferson could still get you value. So just looking around, trying to, trying to find that value. One other guy, very brief, 4,700. Um, and the matching him is because the last two games, Cam Newton, He's had six targets both games and scored a touchdown. Robbie Anderson, um, so a guy that's kind of an um, just the, the volume of what you're going to get there. And if you are trying to, if you're on the OBJ uh, bandwagon and you think it might be somebody that you can go after, he is only five thousand. Um, you know, if he has a coming out party against the Packers, then you're going to be very happy with what you get. But um, Gives you a little bit of idea of some other guys on that lower end. Tight ends, John, you got anybody you like? Yeah, I mean, I think he's gonna have high ownership, but at 4,400, I feel like it's just hard to not have Gronk on a lot of teams. Yep, no, like he's, he's just so like Kittle has a tough matchup because he's gonna be lining up against Kendricks, who's just you know played really well against tight ends this year. Um, Pitts will probably have really high ownership going against Jacksonville. Um, but at 4,400, I mean, it's just hard for me to not go with Gronk. Maybe if if Antonio, if AB comes back this week, maybe that makes it a little bit tougher for Gronk. But if, if Brown doesn't play, I mean, Brady just loves her to Gronk still. 
Yeah. I think the hardest part is trying to build a team with all these higher priced guys you have when, when that's going to be a week like that, you got to find some value somewhere, right? 44 is a unbelievable value for Gronk. Just like you were just saying, I mean, even in his first game back and I mean, think about it. He had been out for so long, back spasms, everything else was going on. Guy came out and had six catches for 71 yards on eight targets. I mean, at 4,400, that's unbelievable price, right? Another guy a little bit cheaper than him um, that uh, seems to be pretty consistent on his targets, uh, barring last week. I don't know if he was out last week. John, you might be able to confirm this for me. But since he's been in Jacksonville, he's had 10 targets, seven targets, and eight targets, and that's Dan Arnold. He's 4,000. Uh, if you need a little bit of savings there, you're, you're more than likely, almost without question, um, going to have uh, the value that you're looking for at 4,000, about 12 points um, from a consistency standpoint. He's been there all uh, since he's been in Jacksonville. So, Yeah, and he um, played last week, but just threw up a, go- a goose egg zero times. Yeah, complete goose egg. I'm just reading on that now, um, which is interesting. So we'll see. Um, that maybe that might not be a good guy. So definitely look into that a little bit further. Yeah, um, but below that, there's really not any good matchups or great value. I mean, you could go baby Gronk for 100 less. Yeah. Well, and if you need to make some really cheap moves, right? I mean, I, I mentioned Parham Jr. I, I don't mind going with a, a tight end at a very cheap rate to stack with whatever quarterback you get, right? So that that's never a bad for your double stack. But again, you're just hoping and praying whoever that other guy is catches a touchdown. For example, like you want to stack a guy with, let's say you go with Cam Newton, your quarterback, John. Yeah. You got to go with like Ian Thomas, you know, and hope he catches a touchdown. Right now, you might save money in other places, or maybe it's not even maybe it's Tommy Trimble. Both 2,500. I mean, it's the cheapest player you can get individually. So, yeah, you can try that. And, and sometimes that's worth the risk in the millionaire because ownership's going to be low. And if you do get lucky and he gets that touchdown, next thing you know, you, you made a great team because you're saving money in a lot of spots. Yeah. Kind of, like if you're going like ha- trying to get cup on your team with some other big guys, that's kind of the route you have to go. Mm-hmm. Especially now, like they're, they're finally catching up on pricing for like cup and Taylor and some of the other big names. Yep. Um, so if, if you're still lying, especially if you're, I look at them as kind of good cash plays to get kind of cup in where you know you're going to get production, then you don't really need production at tight end. Yep, I agree. I agree. Do you want to mention anybody on defense, or are we good for the night? I mean, I think Houston's a great play. They're the cheapest defense. I think they're the cheapest. Cheapest or second cheapest? Second cheapest. The cheapest is Jacksonville, and honestly, they might be a great play. I mean, yeah. A couple weeks ago, I, yeah. I mean, e- either either of them, I feel like are good play. And I mean, Atlanta twenty five hundred isn't terrible either. Right. Yeah. I, so there, there's some cheap options on defense you can get away with. Yeah, and I think the better defenses higher up in price have bad matchups. So I, I'm just going cheap. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's talk about Millionaire from last week. Uh, see what they comprise their team of to uh, get to the promised land, as we always like to talk about. Um, and uh, hold on a second while I pull up their team. So let's see. Winner was Jackson 205 and a little bit more of a typical score this week. 230.16 was the total. Um, his stack was, speaking of stacks, 
Cam Newton stacked with Tommy Trimble. That was it. He didn't go with anybody else. Um, so it was just the basic QB tight end stack. Uh, didn't get much out of Trimble, but uh, enough to, to obviously get him to the millionaire. He picked a lot of players right. He uh, had to look the ownership on Jonathan Taylor was 3.8%. That's just awesome. If you went out on a limb and took him, you hit home pretty big. He did 56.4 points out of that one player for him. Uh, he went with Miles Sanders. Very poor day. I mean, great overall, like amount of yardage but didn't score uh 8.4 points out of him and then he hit home with uh two other players uh justin jefferson uh and elijah moore uh both those guys scoring in the 30s or more uh jefferson actually made it to 40 he also had tj uh or terry mclaurin um and deandre swift to kind of round out his team with the lions defense so um overall everybody on his team for the most part um he had the highest scores at positions and then kind of filled it in with the rest and was able to hold on uh, a very uh, close one. He only won by two points over the second place guy, which uh, probably sucks for the second place guy, but he still won 125 grand. So you can't complain. Yeah. I think that shows you how you can kind of look at building a cam team. Yeah, I agree. hundred um, percent. I agree that that's, that, and that's, well, we just kind of said it. I mean, we've, we've mentioned it before already, um, but you yeah, know. I think that's if, if you think that, if you think a lower end quarterback can have great production, that's not going to be that can get the rushing touchdowns. You don't necessarily need to stack, and then you can get correlation in other games. Yeah, and, and I mean, and and let's be honest. I mean, if if he was fifty one hundred, so you got at twenty six point one six points. That's five times what you needed, or, or five times what his his cost was so yeah if you can do that with you know yeah if you can do that with four or five players then you're in great shape yep and it just gives you a chance and then because don't get me wrong like he could have done this and then you know if he didn't go with jonathan taylor he went with somebody else at 8400 price point wise and maybe throws up a dud then yeah it's too bad that's just that happens um but you're again your chances of your chances of being right on a higher price guy is a heck of a lot higher than being right on a lower price guy. Um, so at the end of the day, I, I think it gives you some good chances, but anyway, that's the teams. That's what we got for this week. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Uh, any final words, John, before uh, we sign off? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. Best of luck to all of you. And uh, hopefully one of us becomes a millionaire one day. <laughs> Have a good night. Bye. Bye.